In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. Uh, Close. All opinions are our own. I think there's a little delay on the Zoom. There's a little delay. Uh, please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 130. And from 1982, it's time to party oh, like it's shit. 1999. Oh, you mean like it's 1999? You you mean get busted in my room in Larson drinking amaretto? That's a true story. Oh, uh, it's 1999 <laughs> by Prince. That's the name the of your room because amaretto smells so strong. That's that's the number one thing. Like, oh, what's that smell? Is it is it is someone making almond cookies? No, they're probably drinking amaretto. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just making almond cookies. Uh, <laughs> no, we actually I got busted with Sam and who else was it? There's two other guys in there. And they all got citations to go to the drinking school or whatever it was. Remember, there's like a drinking school you <laughs> yeah. had to go to. They're like, hey, you shouldn't drink. And it's like, yeah, I know. I drank amaretto's. I feel fucking terrible. Um, and I never got one. And Sam was so mad at me. Sam never forgave me for that. He was so mad. He was like, you should just go. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the drinking school. They didn't tell me. I said, I slipped through the cracks. Okay, give me a break. I wouldn't make you go. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Oh, and I got to point out, okay, we are not in Vegas currently, but I did write this song as if we were. So let's just pretend we're back pretend, in Vegas. Let's pretend we're touching uh, fingers right in the middle my, of the My table. throat hurts. We're just here touching fingers. There we go. <laughs> By the way, I developed quite a rash after that. Uh, all right. Let's, oh, I had one before, so I, I guess that we must have shared the same rash. I don't know. It could be any rash, really. I mean, there's a lot There's a lot of places in Vegas I could have gotten a rash. And speaking of which, let's play Actually, this you know, We only went to two places. This is exactly what happened. When you yeah, want it, yes. We were about to do the second one, and we said, "No, let's go back." No, we we went on Sunday. We did on Sunday where, if you listen to us, we sound like we got fucking hit by a truck in that episode. Get hit by a truck. Do you guys think if uh, Joe from Woodbury wasn't with us, would we have plowed through one more, or would we have gone and gambled? I might have done one more. I don't know. I was in rough shape. I was really rough shape. <laughs> and I can tell you from editing this, thank God we didn't do it there. I'll just tell you that right now. I would I would kill one of you. All right. Whoa. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I've got three guys here, okay, who definitely didn't go to a legal brothel. All right. Even though they're right there and you can easily get a limo and it's not even that expensive for the limo. Uh, I've got Russell in <laughs> Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Good evening. This is your co-host speaking. And you are listening to the Seduction 747. And this episode is fully equipped with anything your body desires. Yes. If for any reason there is a loss in Matt's bidet water pressure, 
Rob will automatically drop down to apply more <laughs> to activate the flow of excitement. Uh, excuse me, pilot. My tray table won't go up. <laughs> it's been this way for about two years after my unicycle accident. Uh, Matt in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, good, Rob. You know, a body like yours ought to be in jail because you're on the verge of being obscene. Oh, obscene. Oh, obscene, Rob. Obscene. And I got Rosie out in California. Now, listen, I've got Rosie and all I have written here is I've got Aaron who is not going to legal brothel tomorrow. So apparently on the plane ride to Vegas, I thought that was a pretty funny joke because I hit it a number you of times. I just want to triple down on that one. Yep. And so, Aaron, we did not go to legal brothel. I want to be clear on that. Yep. Not. Aaron, yes. how are you doing? The illegal brothel came to us. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, are you a cop? You have to tell me. <laughs> I know, true. Rob, I know you thought I was going to say that I want to fuck the taste out of your mouth, but I'm not going to say uh, that. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you are free. There's many a man who's not. Let's talk about Prince in 1999. Aaron and I did discuss the brothels when we were out in Vegas, and we came to the decision that the absolute worst part of the brothel, okay, you get in a limo. I assume they have a, a limo, right? You go out, because you know the brothels are way out and like nowhere. Who's the guy, else. Jamaican John? Jamaican yeah. John's yeah. the guy that gets you a limo. He's going to get right? you a limo. You can go out to the brothels, and then, like, I assume the brothel, like the limo ride, you're hyped, you're with your buddies, you're like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then you're at the brothel, you're like, yeah, this is great. This is literally everything I expected. By far, the worst part would be the ride home. The ride home would be absolutely terrible because you'd have to go get back into that limo, right? And that guy's just been sitting there, you know, maybe for five minutes, maybe for three and a half hours, depending on which one you think is funnier, okay? <laughs> and you have to kind of get in and you're like, you're not sweaty, but you're just kind of like red in the face, you know? And you're kind of like super, like you fall asleep on the ride back. Yeah, you're super tired. He's got Gatorades back there, I assume, blue Gatorades. Um, but that would be so awkward sitting with your friends being like, Hey, how did it go for you? Like, what would you, do? Well, you'd have to talk about it, but then you'd be like, well, wait, what the, the ride back would be the worst. It's like the orgy, right? This putting on the socks at the end, the worst part. It's the end, right? Yeah. When Russell, you get the socks back on. What do you think the worst part of a brothel would be? The worst part of the brothel, man. I hadn't really thought about that too much. We may, I mean, you might need to come back to me. Go to Matt and Aaron first. Matt, what do you think? You know, the, the, it happens every time, right? You yep. I mean, no. Nope. All the women lined up, right? And then you pick the one, but then the other ones are still looking at you. You know, when they're looking at you, when you didn't pick them, yep. that's the worst part. That you would know? be just the, the the daggers through when when you didn't pick them. That's, that would that's be going tough. for the chivalry angle. Yeah, Matt wants to make sure yeah. all their feelings are taken care of. I mean, most people hate, hate getting fucked over at the office, but for them, I mean, that's a good day. Hello? Is this would, guys, we're just having fun. I would say similar to Matt, I would Being say it's during the lineup the when you're selecting and yeah. the really and the really hot brothel workers are, won't look you in the eye like they're playing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're 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 like looking at their calendar they're like, "Oh no, I'm so I'm busy." They're trying to they're trying to slink behind the other ones yeah. like just try to get out of view. Yeah, that's and, the worst. And the, I puffing, their, that happens. puffing their stomachs out. And the old battle axe Beverly is oh, the no. only one winking at you, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, no. All right, I'll put down this mop. <laughs> Hands are so strong and calloused. Aaron, what do you think is the worst part of the legal brothel? The uh, and don't bum us out. Don't bum no. No, 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 no. You have to be funny. No bumming. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, the worst part. He can't think of a it's single probably, bad part. I mean, it's probably all the it's probably all the people working there who are not sex workers who like. Yeah, you, know, you have to like who janitorial who staff. Janitorial bartenders. staff, bartenders, bouncers, whatever. All those people who like are just looking at you like, are really? You're here? This is this yeah. is where you're at? Like this is what, this, what choices led you to this? 
There is something about like knowing somebody's just about to have sex. Not great, right? It's not a great. Full disclosure: We did not not go to a brothel. We did not. No, Rob. Rob, we did not go. And I'm not to. I'm going to edit that later, so it sounds a little bit different. (laughs) Hey, Rob, I have another uncomfortable thing about being at the. Is it legal brothel? Yeah, of course. I think it's while you're waiting for them to do the the parade of the parade of options, if you will, <laughs> and you're sitting there with like another guy at the bar waiting, and you've got to make small talk at the oh. legal brothel with the stranger. Hey, that's yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, when, when, can you believe the eagles covered? Like, hey, what do you talk about? Pass me those mixed nuts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't want to engage in this, but it, since you asked, like <laughs> the un like. The undressing part has to be awkward, right? Like there's no, like huh? that being like a business <laughs> transaction, like that's got to, like, what do you do? I don't know. I've not, once again, not been to a brothel. Do you just walk in and then it's like, you go over here and undress in your little, you know, locker room. And then you like go in there with no clothes on or is it, I don't like, <laughs> yes, that's gotta be an awkward situation. Like how do you hit do the you sign, hit the sign on the way in? Greatness of champions. You hit it as you go oh. in the door. Like, yeah, let's go. Bop, 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 I, just, bop, I don't bop, know. Bop, I just, bop, bop, it feels, it feels embarrassing What about if you, you walk or into the legal really brothel good. And, and someone's over at the jukebox and they put in Johnny Cash Hurt? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't be having that song at the brothel. Listen, you guys, you guys want to talk about this brothel so uh, much. I, it's crazy. I think we can do a whole hour on Someone's over there playing John Prine, Sam Stone. All right, let's, oh, no. let's see what's going on here. Hey, who, why use patches on this? Jukebox? <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, listen, guys, for this Prince episode, I just want to tell you right now. Do, do they validate at a legal brothel, Rob? Like, do you have to pay for parking? What? How does that oh, work? Wouldn't that be the worst? Like, you you go out the gate at the end, and the guy's like, oh, $5, and you're like, yeah, listen, they I don't, don't have take any. card or something? Yeah. I don't <laughs> have any gone. cash on me. What do they do? Let you go? Do they bill you? Or what do they do? I think the parking is probably free, Russell. If you've seen the HBO show, The Cat House, it literally looks like it's in a trailer park in like the middle of nowhere. It's like gravel. Can you imagine coming back out and you're in the desert and in a gravel parking lot? Like, ugh, got to sit in a hot leather seat. Other worst part of a legal brothel would be like, you know, when you leave a, Matt goes to live, a lot of live sporting events. When you leave a game at the end, yeah, you're sitting there and you're kind of waiting and you're waiting for like people to filter out or traffic to slow down. And you're just sitting there and eventually the usher comes by and says like, Hey, you got to get out of here. Like, wouldn't that be one of the worst parts of being at a yeah. legal brothel is like the person who comes and ushers you and says, Hey, it, you, you got to leave now. You don't have to come home, but you can't come here. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to go to our <laughs> voice. Anymore. Anymore. Anyway, anymore. I just to say. So stupid. Yeah, can kiss my ass. God, the listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest. Ah, right. I forgot He's about back. the last part. Hey, boys. Uh, give me a quick call in here. Just wanted to say, uh, Carney, uh, super proud of you on the bidet. Uh, oh. Keep going with it, man. Stay strong. There's a lot of doubters out there in the world, but uh, they just don't have faith in themselves. They don't trust themselves enough. Uh, match that up with a good shave. Nice and clean. It's going to feel great. What? Uh, the rest of the world's just, oh, wow. just scared, man. So don't worry about it. My question for the rest of you boys, what's holding you back? Uh, you stop over at Carney's house. Are you going to go try it out? And if you do, are you going to tell Carney about it? Or are you going to give a reason <laughs> for everyone else to know? <laughs> Carney, do you want other people using your your bidet freely if you have a party mm, at your interesting. house? Interesting. I didn't uh, thought about that. Do it? Does the wife try it out? You let anyone else do it. Mm. You talk about it. Okay. Um, a lot of bidet questions seemed, here. Have at it. Oh, wow. He seemed really interested if the wife was going to try it out. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's relax a little bit. You perverts. 
interested in the bidet. Hey, the wife try it out? Could she like, you know, make a voicemail, call the back line while she's doing it or whatever? It's like, no, you're a pervert. We're not going to do that. Now, Matt, let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you, and then I'm going to ask you guys kind of a similar question. Would you, Matt, let other people, would you be upset if you found out one of us came over and used your bidet? Would I let other people use the bidet? Of course I'd let other people use the oh. bidet. If they're oh, comfortable God. enough to do it. Why not? What a gentleman. What a gentleman. Because it's it's Why something not? that goes up your asshole. I think that's part of it. <laughs> I think I think Rob might well, be to be fair. How it doesn't go actually work up your asshole, Rob. You know, what? you keep talking about like blowing yourself up like a balloon and getting hydrated and stuff <laughs> like that. that. Like to be fair, it doesn't go up your asshole, so <laughs> you'll be okay. Then no offense, but what's the point? Like, that's- <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I don't know if Sarah's tried it. I, I honestly, I've no, I haven't no. asked. Don't. But so, like, man, if you if you were hosting, she a, hasn't it, said she has or not. So I don't know, man. So if you're hosting a poker game, you've got like eight buddies over, and every guy's just going in there, yeah, taking a shit in your bathroom and using the bidet. You're, you're everyone walks out. You're like, you, you talk about it, or how does it go? It feels like the brothel thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly, I, I better have. Uh, who can can we say who that was? Brian from Woodbury. Uh-huh. I mean, clearly, we better have him come over because he'd be probably the first one to test it out. I can't believe that he doesn't have one after all that talk. He seemed very excited about it. So I don't know. Maybe need to have one of those crazy Woodbury parties. You know, those guys they all mm. get in those neighborhoods, and then everybody's on the same teams, and so then all yep. they do is hang out with each other, and they yep. never leave Woodbury, and it's Woodbury, Woodbury, Woodbury. And so I think we got to introduce we. Sh- probably send a couple to the to the Woodbury contingent and just see if we can get this going over there in Woodbury. You're like Johnny Apple bidet. I'm 100% trying the bidet and I don't I'm I mean it, I don't know when I'm going to be it, at your house again Matt. You know, I've never been there, yep. but if I'm okay. ever there, mm-hmm. I and I don't need to take a shit to try it. I mean, I'm going to just get down no, there. Guys, stop saying I'm going to try. Problems. Like I right. I'm 100% I'm trying the bidet. And we did. Yes, we absolutely had the conversation like should we put in a bidet if Matt did it? Like it seems like a good idea. Hey, what'd your wife think of that? You perverts. I can easily answer why I don't have one. I do not have like the, the technical handyman skills to yeah. install a bidet. Yeah. I know uh, it's not, okay, it's not right, hard. Right. I don't oh. have the skill, which means I would have to hire the plumber Rob talked about to come over and do it. <laughs> he, <laughs> not listen, he would love it. It's literally, it's like the cleanest job he has all day. You guys right. made that point. Would you install a bidet in your front? Like if I invited you, would you come over and install it for me if I purchased it? If the toilet was cleaned beforehand, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. Mm. <laughs> if the toilet was cleaned. If I knew that thing had just been cleaned, I would do it. It's, you didn't it's even think of that. You take you take the all you gotta do, you Uh-oh. take the toilet seat Toss off. How to clean There's a toilet two little here. things down below. You just twirl them down below to take that off. Right. Nice. Okay. Well, I like shut this. the water off. <laughs> you perverts will shut up. the water off. Unhook the water supply line to the big to the to the tank behind it. It's just a lot of it's just a lot of screwing, Rob. It's a lot of unscrewing mm. and screwing, and you're good. It's hard so, to unscrew a yeah. screw. <sighs> okay, it's well, unscrew that, a screw. That so uh, let me just get a show of hands. How many people, if we did go over to Matt's, would try the bidet on three? One, two, three. Uh, Aaron's the only one to raise his hand. Aaron, that is gross. You do not 100%. try another man's bidet. No like way. You're very confused about what a bidet actually like. It, I think you are. Once again, I, I you think, think like the wand? Yeah. <laughs> Is like inserted. It feels what? like you feel what? like there's some sort of like insertion. What? Right. Good. Like, I mean, no. I, it, this is not like, oh, <laughs> would you like share a colonoscopy with Matt? No, but I'm talking like. <laughs> Russell, you said no as well. Anything to add? Uh, yeah, that's funny. I, I would be. I would be too uncomfortable to use a bidet. I don't. I don't. Even, I don't think I would want one at my house, and I would definitely be too uncomfortable to use it at Matt's. 
All right. Yeah, let's get into rolling going. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I got to think of a joke to transition. What's a good joke to transition? Let's let's flow into rolling going. We got to clean this up. Oh, we got to clean this up. Let's get into rolling going. Nice job, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's time to see what everybody I'm going to surprise you guys here. I'm actually going to go first today with the rolling going. Oh, I love it. I am going to do today. Today is the ultimate challenge. Okay. Now you probably thought that ice bucket challenge was the ultimate challenge. Hogan versus no. the warrior, the ultimate challenge. I am. Yeah. I'm going to put on the armbands. Okay. And I'm oh, going man. to shake the ropes. Yeah. Shake the ropes. Then all the other cool things, the ultimate war, I'd run down to the ring and get very tired. Uh, here's the thing. Maybe just some Heavy cocaine. Breathing. Maybe a lot of cocaine actually. Uh, here's as the thing. good a wrestler as he was technically. I have installed an electric buzzer. Okay. That for the rest of the episode, and this is Prince. If I say anything dirty, I will get shocked. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Ooh, ooh, I have an erection. No, oh, that was dirty. It shocked me. Oh. Listen, it's the best shocking noise I could find. It's so slow. Um, <laughs> so just to let you guys Good know, luck. I'm going to do the ultimate challenge. I'm going to be clean on this episode. This also, not, which, which, you know what, Rob, take your headphones off a sec, would you? We got right, we'll to talk about this. Let's talk okay. this through, yeah. Okay. You know, I... I don't. We haven't officially taken like a a poll of this, Russell, and you're kind of the archivist of of the show. But every time Rob says we're going to do a clean show, it turns into one of the best episodes ever because he just we'll stare at him just like this. We'll just stare at him, and then he'll just freak out, and he'll just have to say like <laughs> "poop shit" fuck, or something like that, you know. And it just it instantly turns into a great I, episode. I so th- let's, let's. I think it was a D'Angelo episode the first time where Rob declared it would be clean and then it went off off the rails dirty. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, Rosie, Ro- you, Rosie, you learned something there. Cum gutters. You yeah. learned about cum, cum gutters. gutters. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to grow mine. It's not there yet, but I'm trying. Oh, he's 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 wondering why we're laughing. He thinks we're laughing at him. We're not laughing at him. Oh, Rob, come on back. Come there on have back, been Rob. one Welcome or two back, episodes too where Rob has wanted to keep it clean and the three of us took it off the rails dirty as well. So and he happen. didn't like those. It does. Guys, happen. just wait. Somebody, somebody, my neighbor's here. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Well, if you, you don't, you don't want to party. No, sorry. Not the right place. <laughs> uh, no, don't listen. bother. Don't bother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I have to tell you guys right now. I yeah, listen am. To your body tonight. I am. Oh no, dentist. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So I got to tell you about this guys. I do dentist. have a, I do yes. have a, I was going to tell you that my wife and kids are all gone this week. I've been all by myself. Not as they're in Hawaii. Not as interesting as what I wrote on the plate plane. Now I want to remind you, nobody's looking. I was absolutely <laughs> baked on this plane. <laughs> and I wrote detest next to my, but this is a mad situation, but I guys, it, I was on a plane. So we better. <laughs> oh, it's time for this is a plain old story. Was this a Vegas flight or a different flight? Going out to Vegas, yeah. All right, these are the stories that I like. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about your flight tonight. Oh, yeah. I think I was about right on on that one. You nailed it, Russell. That's going to sound great. Next to me was a couple, no kind of a young, and they were very nice, but this young, uh, rich couple, and I knew they were rich because they were sitting in Comfort Plus. Uh, and, and they, and the guy next to me got on the internet, right? And I was like, oh, okay, this will be kind of fun. See what he's doing, kind of a live search history, right? Well, you could tell right away he's a dentist. He's going through patient records. I'm just looking oh, at all these no. people's, oh. people's patients' records Sounds right like on the plane. Violation. Well, listen, okay. 
I, well, the seats were so small. We were, my hippo was violating his airspace all the time. Uh, <laughs> is that a buzzer I or we, that that in, your shoulder, the uh, in your elbow? Yeah. Uh, in <laughs> your, who's, who's the arbiter of the buzzer here? Hey, hey, the other the other worst part of a legal brothel, the guy sitting next to you at the legal brothel is the dentist who was on the plane ride next to you. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is that the guy next to me, he then started working on, like, I, he was working on a website. And so the dentist next to me was going on one of those, like, Getty Images sites where you could buy images, like copyrighted images. You could purchase them. Yep. And all he was buying were pictures of teeth. He was finding like tens of pictures of teeth and purchasing them <laughs> for his website. And I was like, that seems, you should find, like, that doesn't seem right, right? That he's just pulling images off the internet of teeth for his dentist thing. I was fascinated. I could not look away. Because here's this guy just going page after page after page of teeth. And I was like, who, who, who are the people who are the models for Adobe stock teeth photos, by the way? Like, who the hell are oh, those people? I can tell you it's not me. My teeth are getting fucking nasty, man. Oh. Are you guys, I mean, isn't that the word? Like, my teeth, are, they're just, there's just like spots on them now. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, should I go take care of that? Like, who gives a shit anymore? I don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll stop drinking coffee. Get out of here. I, I don't know. Maybe I should get my teeth whitened. So did you chat up this, this dentist next to you at all? Or did you just kind of peek over at what he was doing every no. few minutes or what, I, I mean, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Nice. Like, just like, yeah, I like that you one. Think, you <laughs> think about that though, right? Like if you were to start a website, I mean, about anything, right? I, I mean, name okay. it, but just going down the, the dentist thing, why would you not just take like the best photos you could find for five bucks and put them on your, you know, who care? Who's going to know that it's not some patient of yours or whatever. You know, so how many more websites? I mean, there's got to be a well, time. I gotta, people like will know if he's not cheap enough to buy those Getty images and he's just copying <laughs> well, the they, watermark. They'll know that. Right? Yeah, That's they'll know that. But, you know, if he does buy them, then yeah, why not? I'll tell you what, it's a bad sign. If your dentist is not paying for those Getty images right. and leaving the watermark on, he's just copying and pasting. <laughs> do not. I mean, I might it. think it's, it's a bad, it might be a bad sign if he's using Getty images to find teeth that are actually good enough to put on his website, that's, isn't no. it? If he can't. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. That's a great that point. He's run into enough teeth that he knows. Right. He's got some from his own practice. That he can and use. maybe he just put the nastiest ass teeth you've ever seen on his website. Right. Like that's, and plus like how many hours of your life do you think you've been on a dental website? Point one, point zero five. Like yeah. I have, I mean, almost no time. Like the fact that he's, he's putting more time into that than anybody will ever be on the site itself combined. That's a good point, man. Like once you get a dentist, you're just like, cool, I'm sticking with the dentist. I don't I'd like, I don't even know if my dentist has a website. That's a, this is a very good point. Well, I happen to know a dentist. Okay. And it's, they're actually very cool and nice. I thought they okay? were just a dental school graduate. No, not, they're no, God, not a please, questionable. Please. I, please. <laughs> this person has been so nice about the podcast recently. We need to be nice to our fans. This person now makes money as well because they have been trained to do Botox. And so they are a dentist who now also, and apparently dentists are doing this like crazy administering Botox because they, that's how they really can make a ton of money. So guess what your boy Rob is doing this summer? Oh no. Getting some Botox? of that runoff Botox. Yes. I'm going to look younger and my it face will be much part. more. My face is going to be much more suitable. Oh, oh no, I forgot about the buzzer. I think there is way more people than we think. I think it's, it's oh, one man, of those things Botox. that <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But like Sarah, some of Sarah's friends, and I would never, you know, say who they are on, yep. on the air because okay. I don't know if they care or not. But, you know, I think there's way more people that just get a little touched up here and there 
and because of Botox, you know, I think it's, it's fairly easy, fairly simple. And, you know, it's not like you're filling things and you're going to look like uh Jersey Shore cast, you know, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It feels, feels like it's kind of turning into the new norm, isn't it? What, yeah. what is, what does this dentist of yours say about it? Like besides well, just, I mean, there's, there's other like was- headache, I mean, there's like more medical reasons to use Botox other than just oh, to no. keep your, you know, your forehead from shriveling up, she's, isn't there? She's under no Correct. illusion because 99% of her conversations when she talks to people and tells them she's a dentist, they're like, can you do teeth whitening? Like, that's all. People don't give a <laughs> shit about cavities. They don't, they're like, can we do teeth whitening? And she's like, no, your tooth is falling out. They're like, yeah, but we should get these teeth white as but shit. Can you get it whiter? Uh, but I will say this, my, this person, Ooh, so close. This person, when they took the class, they had to practice. It was actually like a practical class. And so they brought in their husband. This person oh. brought in their husband and he got shots from his wife this is into his for eyes D. for Botox. So like in the next eyes. time I saw him, he was like, this is I was like, bro, for relax. The this is oh, horrible. I don't know. That's a rough one. So can anyone, do you have to have any sort of medical license or could I go to like a weekend <laughs> course to be able to do this? No, Russell, why are you doing this Botox to me? School, it's like driving a truck. Just like, she's, why do you know? What makes a dentist more qualified to do that she's than anyone been, else? She doesn't check. Like, don't do this to me. She's been nice about the podcast. <laughs> it's like being a cert, you know, I'm a certified forklift driver, right? What does that mean? Well, you work at no, Menards for no, 15 no. minutes yeah. and you can drive around Absolutely and all of a sudden not. you're a certified forklift driver. Yeah, 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 Broadway, you can do this. That's Listen, when I, when I knew this person, I knew this. I've known this person for quite a long time, but they said that in dental school, they had to practice giving injections to each other in class. So like, imagine it's you and like, you know, like Jeb comes over, he's your partner. Chris Gibson comes over and is like, okay, it's time oh. for me to practice injecting things in your gum. No, You're like, what no, the fuck? So she's practiced. Holiday Ed Plus last week. <laughs> oh Here we my go. God. Can you imagine? It's like, okay, just please, uh, anybody in my grade, I would not let them inject that. Into me. Well, I'm actually thinking of one person. So does this person, <laughs> Rob, actively pitch I bet you can this? Come like, five, Rob. Like, are people, uh, are people Novocaine'd up and then she, does she pitch it? Because how would people even know to ask if she does it? I don't know. I assume there's a brochure up front. That's a great question. Maybe you just ask every. Maybe you ask. Hey. Maybe you have you to have Botox? it on their website. Maybe it's got to be on their website. Oh my God. Right? You're mastering it in a circle. This would be a great time to move on to the next rolling going, but I have one more joke. Uh, <laughs> what if she says to them, hey, I think you could use some Botox. That would be a real bummer to hear from your dentist, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> yes. you're not getting a lot of great news from your dentist to start with. And then for them to say, hey, you look old as shit, man. That hey, is a real bummer to hear. Your teeth are <laughs> fucked and also your eyelids are droopy. Yeah. Can I help you, please? <laughs> Wait a minute. You were supposed to be looking at my eyelids. Hey, have you ever wanted somebody to use one of the loudest tools known to man in your mouth for like a half hour? Oh, no? Well, that's what we're going to fucking do. Also, you look old as hell. Oh. Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? <laughs> Worth it, by the way. Oh, it's going really good. I I, um, I have a lot of, I'm really excited. Obviously, <laughs> as always, I'm excited to talk about Prince tonight. And I'm very excited because for my birthday... My lady purchased me this book called The Beautiful Ones, which is ostensibly a uh, memoir of Prince's um, that was eventually completed after he passed. Um, well, I do just want to I want to I actually want to read a little bit. I want to do a bit of a, of a reading from uh, from a section oh. because this is mostly his his own writings, lots of photos of him. And then uh, the, the writer he worked with kind of filled in the gaps. Darren, if you're going to uh, read some, you should say, if I may, and then start reading it. That's a good point. If I may. This is around the time when 1999 was recorded. Jesus Christ. I see New York a little bit more. In my subconscious, I'm influenced by the sinister, sinisterness of it. You know, the power. 
I hear sirens all the time, things like that. It's not like that in Minneapolis. If you ever go there, you'll see it's real laid back, real quiet, and you have to make your own action. I think a lot of warped people come out of there. My friends, I know a lot of warped girls, okay? Warped to me means they see things differently than I would, I suppose. They talk a lot. They talk a lot about nothing. But I mean heavy. They get into it like you wouldn't believe. I mean, we could get into an hour-long conversation about my pants. So he can have so he could have an hour-long conversation with ladies about his pants. I just wanted to I wanted to share that with everyone because I'm thinking about that tonight. I'm also thinking about Can you imagine um, what do you talk about on your pants? I know what like, kind of pants are we talking about, right? These must uh, be like really impressive pants. Pockets. The cuffs. He probably had sequins and stuff though, like fringes. Stitching. Yeah. There's quality of it. That would be an hour conversation of like, oh, do you like these pants? Hey, let me get up. And he has to get up off the wood seat and you hear like a, right? And he kind of turns around and he's like, ah, they have no ass. It's like, you. I drove you over in my car. You, you should have showed me you're wearing assless pants before you sat in my car. I do want to remind everybody that was my uh, Halloween costume in college. And it resulted in a number of very attractive women taking pictures with their hands on my ass. One of the greatest suggestions I ever have. So those of you, we know some people now going to St. Olaf College. I'm sure they're spreading this podcast around like crazy to all their friends. Okay. They're definitely sharing it with people, maybe airdropping it during class. Oh yeah. Uh, I heard the lady who writes about the Royals has been passing it along, right? Oh yeah. 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 We've got a lot of feedback from <laughs> oh, yeah. her. She's we're really, the, we're the second fan. biggest thing in the Royal space after that book by the, the angry, the angry Prince brother, whatever his name you is. You know what the worst part is? <laughs> Guess what she was on today? What? A fucking podcast. Oh, like, really? damn it. That's like a slap in the face. <laughs> That's, uh, feels, yeah. That feels personal. It's starting to feel personal. She's got, She's got almost 200,000 Instagram followers. Oh. I saw 200,000. 200, that's a lot. That's a, that's no. like a few more than us. Yeah, Guys. I can't believe she couldn't get to you, Rosie. You yes. should have done a Royals podcast. Get, yeah. So I was uh, excited I'll tell to, you what, that to, water field, their water field at their field. I love that thing. I assume that's what she covers, right? The Kansas city. Right. <laughs> Triple A, you Can know, you the imagine? 40 man, the, the breaking down the 40 man roster. She really enjoys the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and then my last thing tonight is I did, I got to go on a date this last weekend. My mom was here. Uh, my mom and, and my stepdad came out. So we got to go on a date. So, yeah, you know, it, you know, it. and uh, at dinner, one of the items yeah. on the menu was. Hamachi crudo. And for me, Hamachi crudo is a, it's a must order. Okay. If I see Hamachi crudo on the menu, I'm ordering it. So I want to know from kind you guys, like what's, your, wait, what's your must order? Meatloaf's on the what, I, order. What, I'm, you know what? I'm so don't sorry. Don't pretend like you don't know Hamachi crudo. Is. I'm don't, so sorry. I don't Raise know. your don't hand do if you know what Hamachi crudo is. Russell, you acted like you knew what Hamachi crudo is. So please describe to us right now the ingredients in Hamachi crudo. I'll let Aaron describe it. It's very simple. It's raw fish. It can be prepared any number of ways. Hamachi, I think, is a Pacific fish, kind of like yellowtail or something. It's just raw fish. Yeah, it's it's not that weird. It's just raw fish cut up. It looks almost like salmon, but I don't This one was served with uh, some citrus. So we had some blood orange and some grapefruit on there. And then this uh, harissa aioli. But anyway, we got to go out. But the whole point that I want to know is what's the must? Like for me, I mean, it's a few things. It's like shrimp and grits, hamachi crudo, Catfish, any of those are on a menu. I got to order them. What's what is it for you guys? What's the number okay, one? Okay, like, guys, just wait. Your, your I can't. <laughs> that was the craziest list of things what that you must order. That's it, man. Hamachi crudo, shrimp and grits. Oh man, I'll uh, I'll tell you what catfish. it is for me. I love catfish. A croak, a croak monsieur. 
If they've got a croque oh, monsieur yes. sandwich or croque madame, I got to yeah. see what's going on for me. I just, I like there's it. something about that where I'm like, it's French, it's eggy, it's it's so good. Yes. Love it. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pork belly. If I see pork belly, oh, I got to yeah. go pork belly. And no matter what the... I knew that about you. I should. I what should. vessel? I, I've been gone for more of the comfort food, I think, recently. Like, uh, there's a place called, God, what's it called? Lowbrow. Here in, Lowbrow in, is uh, fantastic. They have the Elvis sandwich. Oh, here we go. And they've got fish sticks. And you wouldn't think that, like, fish sticks, but they, like, actually make, it's like an, almost like an appetizer, fish sticks. Oh, And delicious. it is so good. And so when you find things like, fish sticks at a local restaurant, you're like, oh man, what is this? This sounds good. You know, so it's fish sticks. It's, <laughs> you know, Korean skewers. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, like I've, I've, I've said it before, meatloaf, you know, a lot of times if, if a, if a good restaurant is serving meatloaf, that meatloaf is going to be pretty yeah. darn good. Yes. <laughs> me. So. Agree. Hello. 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 I would eat anything <laughs> for crudos. <laughs> Guys, this is me. This is Meatloaf. How's everybody doing? Oh, hey, Meatloaf. 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 How's, how's life in the afterlife? I'll tell you what. It's you. great up here in heaven. Oh, you I made tell it. You, this you made is, it. That's this good. is so great. The only thing is we have we have a baseball team up here. We have a baseball team. Okay? It's not the Kansas City Royals. Okay? <laughs> it's... But uh, we have a baseball team up here. But you know what? We can't start the game. We can't start the game. And you know why? Why? Because I can't get my bat out of hell. <laughs> I would do anything for love. Actually, what am I doing? I have this right. I would do anything. Oh, it's not on this computer. For love. Fantastic. Just a reminder, guys. Uh, the, one of the most the vaccines are fake, okay? That's what I died from COVID. Russell, don't edit it out this time because you edit it out every time I make this joke. Okay? So no editing this part out. Russell. Great to hear from you, Meatloaf. How's it rolling going with... Matt. Uh, good. I just want to say that I found a number of um, Botox and dermal filler training courses here in the See, Twin Cities. I don't think you for, need to be. I think you can just take a class. Like 1800 bucks. And one day you can be certified. One day. And so it starts at it eight takes. o'clock. You know, if you... <laughs> Um, by one o'clock, you know, from 1220 to one o'clock, that's lunch. But then by one o'clock, you are starting your clinical hands-on training. And by 545, you're certified. And so they are actively looking for models. So if anybody wants to be a model, you should look at some of these schools. They probably will allow you to get free Botox. You can spend the same amount of time to to make 20 bucks refing an eight-year-old soccer game as it takes to administer Botox, right? There you go. There you go. (laughs) What? Same level of training. Guys, I think it's time to go to our sponsor real quick. Hey, listen, this week, this episode is sponsored by Beck Did It Better Botox Service. Listen, do you want one of the guys from Beck Did It Better to give you Botox? We're taking the course this weekend. Come on down. Who are you going to pick? you want Rob with his giant hands? Do you want Aaron, who's going to be looking at your feet the whole time? He's trying to give you Botox. Do you want Russell? who is going to have a bunch of pictures of him at the Botox clinic by himself for some reason. Don't understand that. He's going to be blindfolded. He's going to do Botox in the dark. Or do we have... Or do we have Matt, who we is giving a lot of Botox to a number of our callers? We already know that for sure. Uh, sorry, rolling going. Okay, so please check that out. Uh, yeah. Check out my so website. That's that. Um, I have found that I'm getting sick of my normal radio listening. You know, it's, it's a lot of K-Fan. Uh, Vikings are over. The morning show's kind of getting old. I don't know. It's kind of about... So a lot more 89.3 recently, and I heard something called Little Sims and a song called Gorilla. 
And I thought it was unbelievably good. I said to send it over to your Rob. Yeah, let's put it at 30 seconds. I don't know who Little Sims is, but I've been listening to a lot of Little Sims recently. And so have you ever heard of Little Sims? Rosie? I have not. Is she from Doomtree? I don't know. I think she's British, but I don't know. Okay. I know no, nothing I'm, about her. But I'm not familiar. But this is nice. Yeah. And so there's a lot of it like this, and there's a lot of musicality in a lot of other songs. So I would highly recommend oh. a, a quick spin of Little Sims. Yeah, I like this. It's kind of like a cantaloupe type thing. Man, I'm so sorry. I, I had to edit it out. I, I opened the wrong window when you told me to get Little Sims. I mean, look at this. Look at this YouTube video. Hey, it's me. I play quarterback for the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> little Sims? Oh, that's God, little I was trying Phil so hard Sims. not to laugh at that. Oh, no. That's little Phil Sims. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry about that, man. That's my bad. I liked your little yeah. Sims much my better. My favorite part of, about that for our listeners who can't watch this happening is watching Rob try so hard to let Matt finish what he's talking about. And, <laughs> he just gets and, let, and let Matt's song play a little bit. <laughs> Did get the timeout signal to the whole crowd to tell him to shut up. I had something to say. Yeah, and that's what I. So get. I don't know. I appreciate. I, I you know, I, we're we're always trying to get people to call in, but I think if we got a few callers or a few Bexters every once in a while to tell us some of the new music they're listening to, this is a music podcast, right, Rosie? Wow. Last oh, time I think, oh, are we talking about some music? That sounds fun. Yeah, you know. So I think I would I would appreciate that personally because I've. I've like uh, stretching a little bit every once in a while when we can here. So um, I was back in Vegas. I got back from Vegas today, guys. Wow. And I had, I had an Please experience that happened to, to me. Vegas. I know it was, it's kind of a long flight, Rob. You couldn't do that like weekly. I don't think you could. I mean, it's three and a half hours for us, but oof, it's long. I, I slept the entire way home on my flight. Five <laughs> hours. I was like, I'm going to edit the podcast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I slept the entire way and I woke up and I go, oh no. I literally said out loud, oh no, because I was like, I am exhausted. I'm in big trouble. And I sounded like this. <laughs> so I get there and so it's it, going for a work event, right? So basically just a dinner and there's a big conference out there. And so I'm, I'm going, I need to get one room at one hotel for a Tuesday night. And so I just needed work. The dinner is at this hotel, the Palms. I don't mm-hmm. mind saying it, the Palms. And so I need to get a room there. Well, because there's this convention, everything is so damn expensive. It's like 600 bucks for a room, right? Like it, everything is booked and it's just ridiculous price. But it's on Legal the company Legal only 500 a night. Oh, is it? It's at night? You're going out there at night? <laughs> I would go out there in the morning, 10 a.m., <laughs> Start my day right. So I get the single queen interior, not strip view, you know, whatever you can for 600 bucks, right? And so I get the Jesus. cheapest one. So I go there, I'm walking up and it's, you know, okay, here you go. I booked it two weeks ago, kind of thing. So I walk up and the lady says, oh, well, you know, we're all out of the room you booked. So we're going to, oh, Oh, you got upgraded, she says. And I, I have no idea what's going on. But, you know, so all of a sudden she goes, well, is there yes. any better phrase to hear ever than you've been upgraded? I, mean, I can't remember if this has ever happened to me where I've been like upgraded yeah. in a hotel room or anything where it's, it's something like that. But so all of a sudden she goes, well, <laughs> you're going to have to go over to that that stair or that uh, one over there there's the one elevator that goes up to the 34th floor cuz there's like 35 floors total in this hotel and you're up on the 34th you know so the special elevator you're going up that's where you go and i walk into this room and i and i and i i facetimed all you guys 
because it was unbelievable. I got like this immaculate, huge penthouse suite that was overlooking, yeah. you know, Las Vegas and the mountains and everything. And it was just, it was unbelievable. I, Rob, I, I was trying to picture your condo and I think it was bigger than your condo. It was you know, like It, I mean, I, I it was unbelievably call, I huge. Let me, let me ask you this, man. Here's a good way to tell. If you had somebody in the kitchen and maybe another person came in the kitchen just to make dinner for the rest of the family, would that first person tell them to get the fuck out of the kitchen because they're making dip <laughs> because they're hungry? Get out of my way. I'm hungry. Okay. Was it bigger than that? Would, would somebody... Uh, and also, by the way, it's that other person's kitchen too. They also pay the rent, okay? They should be able to go to the kitchen when they're feeding other people just because you're hungry because you didn't eat because mm -hmm. you had to come home and work out instead. Man, was it that big? <laughs> yeah, it was that big. But like, I don't know if you guys can see my basement, but like the bathroom was bigger than my basement. Yes. My whole basement. The a shower, there was a couch. Yeah. There was a couch in, in between the shower and then like where the vanity is and then where the shitter is. There was a couch. So you could just, if you had to sit down because yeah. the walk was so long. So have you guys ever been upgraded to anything super cool yeah. like that? Not like first class for an airline or anything, but like on your honeymoon or anything like that? Have you ever been upgraded? Well, my honeymoon we spent in our apartment. We didn't actually go anywhere. <laughs> That's not a lie. That's what we did. Um, I, it wasn't technically an upgrade, but I've I've had a lot of nice hotel rooms through conferences and stuff like that. Conferences that our company goes to or that we get sent to. And uh, right, off. I actually went to a conference in Dallas a few years ago, and the the hotel where it was at was booked or whatever. So our our marketing person or whoever put me in the other hotel. And I got there and they're like, oh, we have you in whatever suite on this level, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. So I go upstairs and I walk in. It's a two-level hotel room with a spiral oh, wow. staircase. Oh, wow. so literally, staircase go. Literally, it's down. like a three to four bedroom hotel room with a spiral staircase. It's like, what what do you do? You're, it's not like you're having a party. You, what, do you, what are you supposed to do with it? What do you do with yours, Matt? Oh, no, can I tell you what, I, what you need to do with a spiral staircase hotel? What's that? You need to get your friends and coworkers there. And then Russell... You dress as elegantly as you possibly can, and yep. you walk down those spiral staircases. <laughs> and when they see how gorgeous you are, it's going to change the whole movie. They're actually happy they took you to prom. Yeah, you weren't just the nerd in class. You're good looking. Yeah, like you really should look really like a mess beforehand. Like glasses, yes. hair messed up, yeah. glasses clothes don't ugh. match. Yuck. Okay, so what I would do, and no, I didn't have. I, you know, it was like I was going to be there for one night. I had to go to dinner. And I was going to play a little blackjack and go to bed. God. And that was it. Like nothing. So it was a complete waste. Absolute waste. Right. Yeah, did you do, did you do room service up there or anything? Or like nothing. No, no. I, we, we went to Why the, there's you, a steakhouse. Right? There's a steakhouse in the, you know, that, that we were going to in the Palms. That's the only reason I was there is because our dinner was at the steakhouse in the Palms. And so it was like the 2022 steakhouse of the year in Las Vegas or whatever. So, you know, it was a great steakhouse, but no, like I did, I did nothing. And then. Again, this this is gonna have to get cut out. So Russell, this this can be my part that gets cut out. Okay. okay where did you jack off there? <laughs> oh no. All over the place. No. <laughs> You'd have to get on that table. No. So then so then after, you know, I, I'm there by myself. I got no other coworkers or anything else going on. And so I'm playing blackjack and I am fucking killing it. I am killing it on the blackjack <laughs> table. I'm up like 
500 bucks. And then I'm up not 500, and then I'm up 500 bucks. And all of a sudden it's 4.30 in the morning and I'm up 500 bucks. What? And I've got, a, and I've got, I'm, and I've got my alarm set for 7.55 to wake up. You, you know, so I literally, I went up, I was in that room for a half hour. Oh. All right, we got to find, <laughs> you know. Did you ever even make it in the bed or anything? Unbelievable. Hold on, we can't tell Sarah how much I made. So you're gonna have to cut up, Rob. You're gonna have to ding out all those amount of money that I win. Okay, just just honk them just out. Just say a number like right now that you would tell her. Just, just say that number. I'll, I'll edit it. I'll like edit it. Five hundred bucks. It was like five. <laughs> it was up like five hundred bucks. Wow. Right. And so wait, wait, no, wait. So I, yeah. Okay. I was up like 500 bucks. It was 4.30 in the morning. And I'm like, I have to go to bed. Like I have to at least. And so I literally, I, I went up to the room for a half hour. I got, I took a shower after being on the plane. I got dressed, went, did my, my uh, dinner and everything. And I had a little bit of like cocktail hour before that. And, and then I went and played blackjack and I didn't get back to the room till 4.30. And so I was what? literally in the room for like a three hour period total in that whole room. Uh, and it was just, wow. it was a complete waste. And it wasn't even like I could like call anybody like, Hey, drive for a couple hours and come, we'll hang out in this place or something like that. There's just, there was, it's in the middle of the desert. I couldn't do anything. So I completely wasted an awesome upgrade in Vegas. And wow. now I hope I never go back for another year because man is a place just drain you. So, um, can I, did you call your kids and show them the room? Did they I care? Did. Were they I excited? called everybody. Yeah. I called <laughs> by the way, everybody. When you, when you, um, uh, FaceTime the entire group of your quote unquote friends, yeah. How, who 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 picked up that call almost there immediately? There was only one, Rob. There was only one. It was you. Oh, yeah. you <laughs> know a group FaceTime? I'm like, boom! Yeah. I'm there, baby. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. How do I mute then, everybody else? And then Manny Manny got on the second time, and fourteen twenty got on the second time as well. So Man, I, I got to show fourteen twenty. So, so that's my rolling going. Russell rolling going. How's oh, it going I, with I you? didn't get to talk about my upgrade okay. I had. Oh, one sorry. time I got upgraded to a hotel room and I went in and they said, oh, this is the bug room. There's tons of dead bugs everywhere. And I was like, well, that's, that one's like kind of get upgraded. Kick, kicked in the balls on that one. Yeah. Man. Okay. Sorry. Worth it. I was going to say before my rolling go on, what about um, going to a legal brothel and you go really early, like you mentioned earlier, Rob, and you have to wait for them to open the doors. Like it's like when you go to a store too early and they're not open yet. Like you're you're out knocking on the door and they have to come out and say, hey, we don't open till 10 a.m. I picture them all coming in and unlocking it and like walking by you and you're like, hey, what yes. or what? Uh, and, at 10, and at 10 a.m., they're usually fully staffed too, right? They don't have like the the C squad that's just, you know, <laughs> filling in waiting for the, the busy times. Yes. The C squad. The C squad. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that's actually that. a respectful way to talk about them. So thank you for doing that. Okay. Because in Spanish, <laughs> that would be the S yes squad. So that's something. Uh, well, I didn't now, talk about my upgrade. I didn't want to bring this up, but we did our date this weekend was an overnight date. So we did get upgraded uh, because we told us for our anniversary. So we, you, we could you see, lie or tell you the truth. I mean, we haven't been out for five years, so it's got to be for an oh anniversary. My gosh. <laughs> so we got we could see the Golden Gate right out our window when we woke up and on Sunday morning. It was beautiful. So we we Sweet. did. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up because of the jokes, but that's my yeah. most recent upgrade experience. Rolling going, Russell, how's it going with you? It's going, rolling going, it's going very well. I, I think I sent you guys a few pictures of this. You guys know I'm an amateur bartender on the show. I always try to make oh, yeah. cocktails on the show. Yeah, well, yes. this last weekend, I went to a cocktail class so I could become a professional bartender. Ooh, so what? I went, 
I went this to is a, an actual class to do it. Or? An actual cocktail class at the Norseman Distillery. It's a wow. distillery in Northeast Minneapolis, and they do cocktail classes. And they have two different types: a level one for beginners or a level two for advanced. So, of course, I signed up for level two. The yes. Deluxe yes. Advanced. <laughs> They're probably have you guys ever done? Advice. I'll tell you more about it, but I'm curious. I know. We'll get to Rob in a second, but Aaron, Matt, have you guys ever done like a bartending class, a cocktail class like that or anything? I have not. I have not. And I, and I should, because I go out to the, like these work dinners and I know nothing about anything. You know, everybody's like, oh, what kind of cocktails? I just go with an old fashioned. Right. And then they always ask, well, what kind of bourbon? You know, I have no idea. Whatever. Just give me whatever. Right. And I should know more about what goes into these things. I think we've talked about, I'll tell you briefly, I didn't know half the drinks that are out there until Sarah and I were at an all-inclusive down in Mexico and then it rained one day. And so the way we got through it, oh, it yeah, all story. We, just, we just started ordering every, we looked up like the top 10 drinks, you know, classic drinks of all time, a Manhattan, a Gimlet, a Cosmo, all that. And we just, that's how I finally figured out that I like old fashions. That's how Sarah figured out she likes Jim gimlets and things like that. So I know nothing about it, Russell. So this sounds like an awesome experience. How about you, Aaron? Have you ever taken a class like that? I know you, you, you've you been to the set at the bar plenty of times and had your share of cocktails, but have you, have you ever taken a class like that? Yeah, I've been, I've been more, I'm more, I've been more self-taught. I've done a lot of uh, observation type YouTubing, uh, a lot of field, a lot of field research, a little uh, field but, research, <laughs> but I've not done any actual classes. <laughs> And and Rob, you you were a bartender, or I don't know if you ever worked as one, but you went to no. the bartending school <laughs> back in the day, didn't you? Uh, yeah, Greta and I did go to the Minnesota School of Bartending, and we graduated, and we learned the hard way that in the ad on the TV ad for the Minnesota School of Bartending, when they show somebody flipping around the bottles, that is approximately zero percent of the class. They did not show us how to do flare bartending, which was the only reason we went. We got fucking ripped off, Greta. It was fun, but you know we got ripped off. We talked about it all the. Every class would be like, I bet the next one is the flip of the bottle. We'd get there, they'd be like, okay, well, we can't have alcohol here, so we're going to have various liquids of different colors, so you're going to mix oh them. So God, you don't even get life. to drink at the school of bartending. No. The biggest thing I remember is they were like, you need to use a scoop in the ice. And I was like, and, and I was like, well, I can't do this. Like, a scoop in the ice is not easy. A scoop in the ice is not easy. I learned that this weekend. It, no, it's. It, I was like, I'm just going to put the cup in. We, you know it. I know it. We all know it. I'm just putting the cup in. Um, but I will say, I have done a number of bartending classes on cruises. The Disney cruise has a great. Uh, they would go. have like a bartending tasting class where it's like tequila, mezcal, whatever the Brazilian one is, capivara or whatever, and they would make four of the strongest drinks. And so by the time the boat was leave, every time the boat would be leaving port and we would just be fucking blasted out of our brains. We would be so drunk that the boat would move. And I'd always go, hey, is that the boat or is it me? And then a big laugh, every class. It was a great one. And then we'd go pick up our kids from daycare. The classic drunk parents picking up the kids. Hey, you guys want to see way off the edge of the boat? <laughs> by the way, a huge fear of Jenny's is that I would push her off the boat. She will not go to the edge of a cruise ship with me because she is convinced that I will shove her off the side. But everything's okay. fine. And I said, fine. I said, I said, no, I've already checked. There's so many cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. Where there's cameras. <laughs> At least during the daytime. Yeah, never. So anyways, I go, I go to this, I go to the Norseman distillery. They do, I think a couple of them I think they do them like Thursday, Saturdays. Anyone locally should check it out. It's super cool. But so you get there and it was like the perfect size. So it was six total people, four people I didn't know, 
And then me and uh, an aspiring bartender will call this person. Oh, nice. So we get there, and it's a small group. They've got one of their bartenders. Like, did you meet this person there, or did you ride yeah. together? Actually, Aaron, you will Do you have appreciate any photo proof this. of both of you being there at the same time? I actually got an aspiring bartender this gift as a Christmas gift. It was ah, something we could go do together. And I actually, nice. when I purchased this gift, I actually got the certificate and I printed it out. So there yeah. was proof yes. that there was actually yes. something there. You had purchased it ahead of time. There's so many married people gifts where it's a piece of printer paper folded up. And you're like, I shouldn't have folded it. It doesn't look as good when it's folded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Another so, gift certificate. Wow. Thanks. So we get there and they've got all these stations set up where you've got like four types of booze. You've got a couple, you've got bitters, lime juice, lemon juice. You've got a, a couple mixers. You've got all your tools. You've got your shaker, the big tall spoon. I don't know what you call the big tall spoon, but the mixing spoon. You've got the the jigger where you can pour stuff in. It was, it was really cool. Great setup. And the bartender was there. And so you had two hours and they were going to walk you through how to make four different drinks. So the first round is a gin sour. It was one of my favorite drinks. They they showed you ways to put bitters on the top of it to kind of make a a pattern or whatever on the, the top the top of the drink, which was really cool. Second round was a Manhattan, which was really fun. And then they also smoked the glass for you. So they put smoke in the glass and then you put your drink in. It was very very awesome. Ooh. Here's the key. Here's That's the key cool. to a great a great cocktail glass though. There's an intermission. You can only drink so many of these drinks, right? You got to pace yourself, right? You got to pace yourself. Halfway through, they're like, okay, we're going to take a break. They bring out the charcuterie boards. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Oh, you my were God. in good hands. Isn't that great? You're only a couple of S's what? away from a great summer. For your charcuterie board enthusiast, did you take a picture and send it to that person? I believe there are pictures of me. There are pictures of the charcuterie board, yes. <laughs> I think Matt's, trying to, no Matt's trying to figure out if the charcuterie board enthusiast is the same as the mm. aspiring bartender. Matt's trying to do some oh, sleuthing. No, there. that's that would be so weird. Personal, but <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't trying. Oh, we're to, not sure. We I was Rosie. I was not trying to get personal. I was just wondering. You know, that he's been he's been to a charcuterie board. He's got an enthusiast in his in Rolodex, and I thought maybe right. that person would Matt. want to see a picture of his charcuterie agree, board. Agree. So. Let me I be clear. Know. Russell fucks a ton of women. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I met her at a legal brothel. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so then we come back for the third round. And this is where it gets interesting. Our, our teacher, our bartender says... Well, we could either I could teach you how to make three cocktails or four today. What would you like? And of course, uh, hmm. we say four. What do, what do you think we're gonna say? Yeah, gotta go one right? more, right? If three is good, four is better. So we get the the round three is a mai tai, a mai tai, Ooh. and I've actually made one of those on the podcast before. Um, but I think I screwed it up last time because you know I just dump a bunch of shit in there, and I didn't use the right type of syrup. Is it is no, it, it orgiat syrup? Or I don't know how to pronounce it. No, wait a minute. But it's a syrup that's got like an almond flavor, and that's what I didn't use last time, and it tasted completely different. Did they tell you the mai tai was invented at Trader Vic's in Emeryville, California? No, they didn't. Tell they us didn't. That. Oh, that's no. bullshit. Now, Russell, let me ask you: Did you turn to this drink enthusiast you're next to and say? Hey, we should make this an R tie. Will you marry me? <laughs> we should R tie the knot. My tie the knot. Wait, R tie the knot. I'm going to edit that in. So it's just R tie the knot. Thank you. Well, now I go, I'm going to have a fun discussion in a few weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's so far out. You got a lot of time to propose for real. 
And then the last drink, they show us a martini. And so he says, we're doing a martini. But I, Last, he wow. stirs his martini. He doesn't shake. So do you guys, if you get a martini, is it shaken or stirred? You got to order it shaken, right? You can't. I mean, it's, come on. You got to say martini uh, shaken. You don't even have to say not yeah. stirred. Just you got to order it that I don't, you, No, you don't tell the bartender how to make your drink. You order what you order a martini and let, and let them make it. You coward. I don't know if I've ever had a martini. Oh, I can tell you if that's your fourth drink, you're fucked. Because what was that famous quote about martinis? It's like, they're just like boobs. Yeah. One's two nice. Is good. Two is perfect. Three is too many. <laughs> four, is, four. And four is the best, I think, was the end of that. We joke. went for a hike, and then I had a martini after that. And then it was like, oh, it's 5 p.m. I guess we better eat dinner because I'm going to pass out. Yeah. That was your fourth drink? That would kill me. Any bitters in the martini, Russell? I don't recall that part, Aaron. After the fourth drink and it being a martini, and then the worst part about going to a, a, a class like this, after the class, you can't just leave, right? Like, like you're not going to get in the Uber and leave. You got to stay and have another cocktail at the bar, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely. Right? So, so I don't at, technically remember if there were bitters in the martini. At some point, or not. you I switch to a beer. So. Like, did, what do you do for your for your wipe up for your your cleanup oh. cocktail? Oh, no, Aaron. They had a drink called the Aurora Borealis where they they brought out three, three Mm -hmm. kind of little, I don't know what you call them, shot, tall shot glasses with three color booze. They would pour one in and when it touched the ice, it would go from like red to blue. And then they'd pour the next one in and it would go from like blue to purple. And so every time they would pour something in, it would keep changing colors. So. Either that or that was my impression of it after the four cocktails we had. So, but it was super fun. I would highly recommend doing a a cocktail class or something where it's hands on, where you get to actually make stuff. There's a lot of a lot of those types of classes where you just go in and they teach, they talk to you, and you drink stuff, but you don't get to actually make it. Norseman Distillery was fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. Sounds great. And in honor of that, as you see, I've got oh, my no. mixture here. Oh, he's something's ready. going into it. But, <laughs> well, we're not it's quite happening. through. With, we're not quite done with the rolling going yet. So let's just spread this out a little bit. We're only an hour and eight minutes right now. Let's. Is it? Is everybody done? Oh no. Russell, you're so good at shaking with that right hand. I don't get what it is. It's so good. You're so good at that. Nobody's favorite part of the show. Let's what? Nobody's favorite? Oh, yeah, let's talk about some music. Yeah. Russell, if I was dating you, I'd definitely want to shake it after seeing you do that. I'll, oh, I was talking about you jacking me off. Oh, it's worth it, though. <laughs> Oh, I thought of another funny car back from the brothel joke, but I'm not going to do it. All right. So listen, this album is coming out at uh, 1999 by Prince. It is coming, if you're still with us, uh, is coming out uh, uh, 1982. So this is confusing. This is a little confusing. If Maybe if you were on an airplane <laughs> trying to figure this out. So 1999 comes out in 1982. A brilliant move, by the way, naming it yeah. after a year. I mean, it's, 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 it's great. And this is his first top 10 album. And this is just to let you know, this is pro, two years prior to purple rain. And this is his first album with the revolution. I believe this is his, what is it? Like his third, fourth album, fifth album. Four, like so for you, fifth dirty line controversy fifth. than this one. So fifth, I'm, but I'm first of the revolution. And you can really hear that. I think you can hear that revolution sound in here of like the, it's, it's a, it's a tight sound and the, and the vocals with the backup singers. I just love it. 
Then this this is his first top ten album, and it's synth and uh, machine heavy arrangements. And this was kind of what they people think is the beginning of that Minneapolis sound that we heard so much in the mid '80s R&B and pop. We've heard it so far with Janet Jackson. We've heard it so far with Prince earlier. Is there anybody else, Aaron, that I'm missing? That we've heard? Yeah. No, I would say of the, right. of the folks we've heard, you pretty much got it. And what's funny about this is a lot of this album is kind of a funk album, like a classic Prince funk album. But the songs that really got popular off this were more kind of rock on the rock side, right? Like a little red Corvette. I don't think you could say that's like a, a funk song. That would be um, funk now. And so that is 1999. I say, let's get into it. Now, again, this came out in 1982, but it's 1999. So again, so for some people, maybe even tonight, that could be confusing to them. This song <laughs> charted in three different decades. Well, I like this song, but as a person who graduated high school in 1999, Uh-oh. I got real sick of listening to it. Oh, really? Okay, good. I bet. I mean, and as a Minnesotan, right, like I, I, because I didn't grow up there, like I actually didn't, didn't really get the Prince thing when I first moved there. I was like, oh, well, I love Prince. He's cool. And like people from Minnesota are like, no, 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 no. Like he's ours. Like you don't understand. So as a Minnesotan, you, you guys have talked before about how sometimes Purple Rain, you know, wears on you. Like I get it, but um, I don't know. It's still classic. The first three songs of this album are the funkiest, the best songs, I think, to any album we've had. right? Like, you start with these three songs? Like, where do you go? Show me there? an album that's had a better Un- first three songs. I mean, this, yes. this blows everything out of the water. And so you guys didn't respond to my chart in three decades. I thought maybe you'd ask a question about that. It did in 82. When did it chart next? You want to guess? 99. 99. And then it charted again? 2000. When he died? When he passed away, and Aaron, what did you were reading the book? You were reading the autobiography. I'm assuming it's one of the last pages. What did he pass away from? Where he's like, "Well, time to go." I mean, I well, we think it was from a fentanyl overdose. I think, right? And he Uh-oh. passed away in 2016. <laughs> you know, that sounds like kind of. Oh no! I oh, think God. it might have been. Why would you do I'm not this? sure. Once again, <laughs> offensive. Rob, don't. But this first song is funny. funk, and the funk funk was. I mean, I'm reading this book. Like, funk really is what he grew up listening to. And then at the end of his life, it's what he was obsessed with. He would, he was, he would talk about, I need to understand the funk. The funk is about the space between the notes. It really got into his brain, even as he was able to experiment with, as we are going to hear in this album, many other uh, styles. Now the, normally this podcast has a one fill limit. Okay. We have already talked about one fill. I would never talk about another fill, but another number of people pointed out that 1999 sounds an awful lot like a little song by Phil Collins. Really? What's our other Phil? I mean, Phil Sims. Whoa. Oh, yeah, Aaron, right. name that song. Susu Studio. And can you tell me, and I know what it means, what the fuck does Susu Studio mean? I do not know. I do not know what Susu Studio means. <laughs> Which song came first? Yeah. Uh, so a number of people pointed out that the Prince song came out way before Susu Studio and they accused Phil Collins of copying it to which he replied in quote, I probably did. I listened to that album a ton when I was on tour and I was like, oh damn, Phil, you're just saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. own it, right? Yeah. He's like, it does sound a lot like that. There's a, there's actually another artist that listened to this album a lot in 1999 a lot. It was actually Beck. I think if you guys remember... A while back, remember after Prince died of, of the mommy's milk, as Rob would put it, 
Uh, remember the first person recorded in Paisley Park again was back. Do you guys remember when I told you that? Uh, yes, we absolutely. talked sign of the time, sign of the pickup, sign of the pickup lines. Pickup lines, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, but lines. he actually, when he performed at, when he recorded at Paisley Park, one of the songs he played was 1999. Check this out. And yeah, there's not enough space between the notes. Not fun. So you know what? I was never going to try to claim that Beck did it better than Prince uh, when it comes to playing music, but there is something else that's really interesting. You guys know that when Beck won the Grammy for Best Album, who was the person who presented him with that award? Is that when Prince, Prince. was wearing the orange? Check this was, out. Is that when he's wearing the orange yes. suit? Yes. He's wearing the orange suit. And the winner is oh. Morning Phase, Beck. Oh, that was Prince awarding yes. Beck. And it was, Beck was actually, there's a, you get to see the video and he comes up and he actually gives Prince a hug. And afterwards, wow. Beck did this whole thing where he was talking about how he thinks he made a huge mistake, that he should have never done that. Like, that's not Prince's thing. And he felt horrible about it. And then he went back and looked and he saw Prince had a smile when he gave him a hug. So when it comes to winning, when it comes to winning well, best hugs. Grammy that are presented now. by Prince, who did it better? Beck did it better by the way for all the listeners out there who care aaron and i did give each other a massive hug big hug in the sports book it was a massive hug. Good. you felt I good think it, it i was nervous about it. i don't know how you felt i felt nervous like it felt like there was a lot of build-up it was a hug. lot of build-up okay but I think it was we a, did a good job we had been edging that hug for a long time yeah uh, i think we did nice <laughs> russell you think this is the greatest rock and roll song of all time right haven't you Rip. said that no, I'm a Raspberry Beret. Guy. Oh shit, it's the wrong song. I got it so built up. I thought you loved this one. So, I got to say the Wikipedia descriptions of these songs, go read them. They are hilarious. Prince, using several automobile rap metaphors, recalls a one-night stand with a beautiful, promiscuous woman. This is his first song in the top 10. It came all the way up to number 6. Uh, and it made me remember a skill that I realized I have. I can What's take that? any car part and I can tell you if it's masculine or feminine. You know how like some languages it's masculine or feminine? I can do that right now. You give me a car part and I'll tell you, is that car part, any part of the car, is it masculine or feminine? And I'm going to give you an example. The gas pedal, masculine. Doesn't it, it's Brake masculine. Pedal. Brake pedal, feminine. Axle. Oh, ma masculine. So masculine. I mean, think about it. Strut. It's a guy part. Strut. What's a strut? What exactly? I'm picturing a spring. <laughs> that's the shock. Caliper. Converter. How oh, about a caliper about, is feminine like crazy, man. You know that's true. And you know every one of these is true, by the way. How about a how about a car phone in Russell's white Ford Thunderbird? Oh, oh that is one of the most masculine things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> what's the steering wheel? Oh, feminine. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's, a, that's not even a challenge. What's a shifter? Mel. <laughs> Oh, let me think. What's a, you might as well ask me what the cigarette lighter is. I mean, come on. Actually, the cigarette lighter is two. If you think how about, about it. one part is about, masculine, one part's feminine. Yeah. How about a cassette player? Uh, oh, feminine. <laughs> 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 the nozzle for where you put the gas. Dude, masculine. you're ready to start writing Prince songs. You, you got it. You got it down. <laughs> what about the exhaust? <laughs> the exhaust? The exhaust yeah. pipe? It's both. It's both. The pipe is pipe. both, actually. Both, yeah, the pipe yeah. is. The pipe is both. We don't want to discriminate. The pipe is a... What about the rear view mirror? Masculine. 
See, it works. Uh, now, you're correct on all of them, I believe. The next song, you nailed was, it. they think 100%. one of the big reasons this song became so popular is that DJs would often take this as like a urinating break and play these three songs right in a row. Delirious. The drum programming on this one is like, I, I don't think that the drum program, I don't think the drum machine was actually supposed to be able to do what he's doing. Like, I think he even had to break it to do this. Only Prince could take this synth noise and make it into a cool song. If you heard yeah. the synth noise anywhere else, you'd be like, fuck this shit. And then all of a sudden, listen to this. You're like, I don't know. I... Do, do you think oh. every every oh. Nintendo game in the mid-80s stole this for whatever? It, this sounds like video game music yes, to me. It does. Right? Like, right. The hell if Tecmo Bowl and Super Bowl and all those games didn't steal music straight from this. Right? I think Tecmo Bowl. I think you're right on with the Tecmo Bowl. I don't know if it's Tech theme. Mobile, but there, I, I heard video games throughout this okay, whole album. Let's, let's there, there's no way it wasn't inspired by this stuff. Dude. That's <laughs> Tech Mobile noise. Yeah. yeah this this makes you want to run through a wall. Good so, yeah, right. it up. When um, Anil, Anil Dash, who I think is a, like a tech mogul, I don't know, but he was on the Heat Rocks podcast talking about this album. Uh, and he said my favorite quote about Prince because he's talking about how Delirious was a, basically Prince doing a rockabilly song just because he could. And it was Prince could do you better than you. Like Prince decided, mm. like, I'm going to make a rockabilly song because that's what's on the radio right now. And then he did it better than, you know, the Stray Cats or whoever. Like, that was my favorite Prince quote. I think the, yeah. ed, the edge was about to step in and be like, careful there. <laughs> did the guys on talk, talking about Mike? Talking about Mike? <laughs> oh, Mike? no. <laughs> Did the guys from Heat Rocks, Aaron, talk at all about how Prince performed with the Muppets numerous times? Ah, uh, I don't know oh, if Jesus he did. Christ. That, that's a good question. There, he, there's a great video he did with Starfish and Coffee with the Muppets. I, I saw that one, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw another one where he, he, Jesus, he walked you guys in, are he was losers. on the Muppet show, and they were singing Delirious. Check this out. You oh. guys will love this. Is this Doc, with Dr. Teeth? We get delirious. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is a good Muppet song. Let it go for a minute, Rob. Hey, wait, 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 fellas, fellas, what are y'all doing? What? We're doing delirious, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're your biggest fans. Let's go crazy. Woo! Yes. Wow. Isn't this badass? Oh, fantastic. I'm telling you, everyone's life will be more fun if you have more bumpers and more Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I can't believe he didn't do International Lover with him. That is so weird. <laughs> it's funny, Rob. We, we can pull it up afterwards. It'll take too much time now. But in that scene where he comes in and he plays Delirious, he starts talking with the Muppets, and he starts talking about how he's not wearing that type of clothes that he was wearing in the early 80s anymore. And one of the Muppets turns around, and he's wearing the assless chaps. Yes. And he's like, so should I shouldn't be wearing these anymore? <laughs> Oh my God! You just stole the whole. He stole the bit from me that I was about he to did. do about it. It looked like two little eggs, right? <laughs> it really, it truly did. Ah, uh, shit! I had a joke about that. Oh, it was something about. Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> Oscar the Grouch masturbating with a magazine. I, there's something there. <laughs> there's something there. Hey, hey, Miss Piggy, did you see Prince's ass in those pants? Okay. Another great impression by Rob. Available on Fife for hire. Any impression you want. That song, Delirious, is, is great. That I, When I listened to that numerous times, I started thinking maybe this gives Raspberry a beret a, a run for its money in my mind. I it's love it. I'll song. tell you what. This was, I'm going to tell you right now, this was my sneaky beat of the week. This was Delirious. Is my oh. sneaky beat it was so of the good. Week. Yeah, it's great. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I forget every time how dumb that is. Every time. Now, if you love Delirious, you might like the B-side to that single. 
Okay, it's named. Okay, and I have to say this, so I will not get shocked. This is this is it's named Horny Toad. Horny I've Toad. Heard Horny Toad. And, Are you and play they, it? yeah, and they say actually that they noticed it sounds a bit similar. So imagine buying this single, Delirious, and you're like, oh, I like this. I wonder what the other side sounds like. I hope it's kind of different. Whoa. Oh, wow. It's the same exact song. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're playing it backwards like they might be giants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I got this drum program to do this. Let me just rip off the B-side. That sounds, that makes me want to go play Tecmo Super Bowl, that song right there. Uh, next up, now this one I did, Russell, I felt so bad for you listening to this song. <laughs> you probably don't even go all night like we do, like the three of us do. <laughs> This is a song called Let's Pretend We're Married. Listen to these lyrics. Let's pretend we're married and go all night. Can you imagine anything more laughable, more hilarious than going all night when you're married? I mean, imagine that. Well, you did see that one. You did see that one thing we sent over about uh, Stevie Wonder talking about, you know, seeing in his songs or whatever. So him being married, that was his equivalent of the I'm Stevie kidding. Wonder scene one. Yeah, I, I will say this. I, we have told a number of stories of us staying up super late. And I'm just going to say it right now. All of those stories were when we were away from our wives. We are staying up late when we are away. When it's wife time, we are going right. to bed super but early. Jokes and, aside. On the off chance that we get a handy. Jokes aside. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, once again, <laughs> Prince, like, he could really turn a phrase. Like, anytime you read things that he said, you yes. read his interviews, you listen to his songs, he says things that no one else would have thought of. And for him to yeah. turn that, and, you know, and then, I mean, he was young at the time. I don't think he was married. I don't even know exactly what he's going for when he says that. But he's he comes up with a phrase that, you know, no one else would, like, let's pretend we're married and go all night. Nobody else would have thought of that. Album was are so. You, are you talking good. about like? Are you talking about like? Look out, listeners! You ain't as sharp as me. It ain't about the downloads, but the sexuality. That's right. Turn That's it up. Exactly right. That's, That's exactly. I right. will say this, Aaron. I do think sometimes I like what I like about Prince is that he's so subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to be nasty. Aaron, you literally fucking talked. I was just going to zap Prince. You talked over the one part where he says, I want to fuck the taste out of your mouth. You were talking during that part. We all heard it. You can edit me out. We all heard it. Well, now I can't. I yelled at you about it. Now I feel bad. Aaron quoted it earlier. Aaron Aaron was all over (laughs) it. It's true. Now, you guys know, what's the one artist that if they do a cover song, I will always find it and play it? They might be giants. No, are you guys serious? <laughs> this is the most hurtful thing since my dentist it, wanted to give me guy, Botox. Is it the guy who sings the Monster Bash? Oh my God! Weird you talk Al? about Boris Pickett Jr. No, <laughs> Weird Al. Okay. I can see your screen, so I knew I, I can't. I don't want to give it's it away. Tina Turner. Yes. Oh. Oh yes. She's the only one who can sing it. She's the only one who can sing it like this. Imagine you go to a Tina Turner concert and she's covering Prince. I'd be like, pants oh, time off. To- just immediately. Yeah. Pants right off. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something dirtier, but I'm not going to. Due to the shocks. <laughs> DMSR. DMSR. Aaron, at some point, you're going to have to comment 
before I, I don't remember who it was, but you've ripped the drum machine on previous albums. And this yeah. is like the most drum machine heavy album we've yeah. listened to, right? Yeah, it is. I was prepared for that. I knew I knew this would come up. And I I don't know that I stand by everything I've said about drum machines. I think what I didn't enjoy specifically on Alanis' album was that it was too much the same. And um, I don't know this, this, I mean, it might give away my rating. This is possibly not my favorite Prince album. It's, it's amazing. Like when you hear people talk about what he actually did, he was really getting in and ripping apart these machines and making them do things that other people didn't know they could do. So it's, it's incredible that he did it. It's not always my favorite sound. So I don't know if that's backpedaling enough for you, Russell, but, uh, no, these, still to me, these songs are like, these are the songs are like the epitome of the eighties. Every time I hear one, I'm like, Oh, I could see this being on the closing credits of every eighties movie you, you ever watched. Uh, it's, it's just from a time I will say, I like almost all these songs when some like this song at eight minutes, another song that's nine minutes. It's like, did we really need the extra seven minutes guys, to get our point across? Or what do you guys think? You put on this album, you sit there and grade papers, maybe at work. It, you're yes. feeling good, right? Yeah, you're going yeah. to your class and you're telling kids, Hey, if you don't want to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Cause it's such a great line. There you go. When you're walking to jujitsu, listening to this album, going through times square, it is great. unbelievable. This album is a major college vibe. It is a huge college vibe. You need to put this on. Everybody would think you're cool. This album it feels like it's meant rules. for the dance floor. Now, listen, he's going to tell us white people to clap on four. Everybody's going to clap on four. Here we go. Ready. <laughs> what? We clapped a totally different times. Matt hasn't even clapped. All right. But here's my thing about this. No, this reminds me. Of the legal brothel, because I got the clap at four. He's making a joke because funk is on the one, and I think he's telling us the white people are late. Yes. And that actually that actually gives me a thought, because I was going to do a list. I was going to do a list on Delirious, or possibly a list on Let's Pretend We're Married, but I think I'm a little bit late. But maybe I can do the list anyway. I was thinking about nice. maybe doing a list. And here's oh. the... Here's the oh. yeah. A list? I'm thinking about a list. I, I can't wait to listen to songs we definitely know. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about this album. I had convinced myself that when he says, I sincerely want to fuck the taste out of your mouth, I thought oh, he said... Hear it again? again. I thought, you can't help yourself. I had convinced it's myself COVID. that he said funk. I had convinced myself that he was keeping it clean and he was saying funk. And on Delirious, when he says, let me take a little ride in and out and up and down, uh, little ride in and out and up and down, around your lake, I thought he said leg. So what I wanted to talk about is misheard lyrics. This is a common oh, problem yes, we've all yes. had. I want to talk about misheard lyrics. Some of these are from my own personal life. Some of these are famous stories. So I want to talk about misheard lyrics. I want to talk, start with one of the most famous, which is the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand, where Dylan thought they were saying, I get high. But because it's my list, I get to play my favorite version of the song, which is Al Green's cover of Jeez. I Want to Hold Your Hand. You scared me so bad, I thought I downloaded the wrong thing. <laughs> and Al just full-on says, I get high. And the lyric is, I can't hide. Oh, But Al took it there. The Reverend. Yes. Here, here it comes. Quotes on the green. Woo. So, 
One of the great stories in rock and roll, I, th- I don't know if it's true or not, but I think Dylan is the one who said to John Lennon, like, I can't believe you wrote that lyric, I get high. And John was like, oh no, it was like, can't hide. But Al Green just went in Ooh. and took it there. Next song. When we first moved to the Bay Area, there was a throwback hip hop station. So if you want to feel old, listen to throwback hip hop because it's all the stuff that was popular with you in high school. Mm-hmm. But this particular song is about a baller and a shot caller. And my oh. lady, my lady had never heard the song. And so she was like, what? I can't believe they're talking about shock collars. Why would he be talking yes. about a shock collar? So does Lil Troy want to be a baller? Oh, well, I don't think this helps, right? When they play this during the song. I got you that so fast. I'm so proud of myself. Okay. I'm going to edit this so it sounds really good. Don't, Rob, don't forget to edit it, future Rob. Don't forget it. She's never heard the song? She hadn't heard it. That was the other issue. Was like, Did your wife live in a cave somewhere? The song was brand new to her. And then, where, and then she where was, was like, she why is he talking about a shock collar? But I wonder if Aaron's wife at gmail.com is on a different podcast talking about how Aaron's never heard uh, Miley, Miley Cyrus Cyber. or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Song I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the obvious but, one. But this one's a great song. Either way. Imagine, once you just, you'd go through life and people said, oh, I'm a baller, a shot caller. You would have no idea what they're talking about, right? Like, that comes up all the time. I think when I was younger, I was always saying baller and shot caller. But you just assume that like a shot caller is like some kind of slang you don't know about. You just like, oh, no, Aaron. If your wife wanted you to put a shot collar on her, oh, okay, this is just for a day, okay. Rob, buzz yourself with a shot collar right now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Aaron, I turned on the microwave. <laughs> Aaron, I bought plastic Ziploc bags. <laughs> Imagine you've been bad, Aaron's wife at gmail.com. Aaron, I didn't crash the car today. <laughs> Rob does have a point, though. I I went on a date once with a lady. This was a couple years ago, and she was an opera singer, Aaron. Okay. And she didn't have, she had no interest and no knowledge of any pop music whatsoever. So no rock, no pop, no nothing. The only thing she knew was opera and classical music. So I was like, you have to have like some favorite band, something. And there was nothing. Can you imagine how boring her parents are if they just right? got her into Yeah. And so, but think about it. Like, they must go through life and people must say lines all the time and they have no idea what it's from, right? Yeah. Oh. And their life's probably better for it. I, I, how boring the parents are. <laughs> hey, can we watch MTV? <gasps> What's the next not. song on the list here? I sidetracked you. Next song, I've probably, I'm, I may have actually played this song at some point, but it's one of my all-time favorites. And it's a song from my youth that was on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. And my little oh. brother thought that the gentleman was saying, I don't need to fart at your feet. And this is oh. Go West with King of Wishful Thinking. Because I am the king of wishful thinking. I get over you. Yeah, I song. know I will. Great song. Great song. Also, great soundtrack. Also, great soundtrack. This video also absolutely incredible. Worth a watch. This one and guys, the Little Troy video both like you guys are t- worth just checking out. You guys are talking over the lyrics that we're pointing out are misheard Aaron, every re- time. Aaron, repeat the mis- misheard lyrics and then do it again, Rob. <laughs> the misheard lyric was, I don't mean to fart at your feet. Please. Oh, thank you. Which is what my brother thought it was when he was a youngster. All right. Why do they call him Little? <laughs> to fart at your feet? Yeah, That's my brother awesome. thought he said, I don't need to fart at your feet. 
Mm. So he's got a foot obsession as well. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess. So Rob, oh. do you want to do it? Do you want to play the real lyric first and then want me to talk about the misheard lyric? Or do you want to hear the misheard no, lyric I, first? No, I like your story first and then I like hearing, trying to hear, straining to hear the lyrics over next under your song, guys' talking. Next song, uh, one of <laughs> my favorite Christmas songs, Fairy Tale of New York, which as you may or may not know, starts with the line, it was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. And last year at Christmas, we had listened to this a whole bunch of times and my son said to me, I do not want to spend Christmas Eve in a dunk tank. A dunk tank? <laughs> a dunk tank. He did not want to spend Christmas Eve in the dunk tank. So this is the Pogues with Fairy Tale of New York. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. I'm calling CPS on you, Aaron, I think. <laughs> He doesn't want to be in the dunk tank. He didn't want to be in the dunk tank. He Your kids at home eating chicken jerky and listening to this song? That's not want to be in the hey, dunk tank for Christmas. Aaron, would you, rather, would you rather share food with, with a stranger at a table or get into a dunk tank like at a, at a circus? Well, I'd probably share a, the food. I'd probably share the food. The, the dunk tank sounds kind of terrible. I'd go with the sharing. I've been in a dunk. You guys haven't been in a dunk tank? I've never guys, been in like a dunk isn't tank. Isn't like every teacher ever? Every teacher ever has been in the dunk tank. It is great. And I did the thing where I'd yell at him. Like, ah, you you can't hit that with the ball. Ooh, I always do your bad at everything. Just like in my class, you get an F. You're yelling stuff like that. And they're trying to hit it with the ball. Has anyone on a dunk tank ever gotten up and walked away like Scott free or do people always come up and hit it with their hand if they can't hit it? Oh, they the always come up and hit with the hand. Those cheaters, those little cheating <laughs> students. They're so bad. The last one I didn't send, but I did hear, I, I talked to some of my sources about what are some great misheard lyrics. This is a bonus track. And bonus. apparently, apparently the blue song, the misheard lyrics are I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. So I, we obviously, I'm let's hear it. Green, we had to. Die if I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. Yes. So I had to play the bonus track. Yes, that is perfect. If I was green, I would die. Right. And that's it. That's truly it. That's my list for tonight. So misheard lyrics. Aaron said, hey, you got to make sure that you have a blue on the thing. And I was like, oh, I know I deleted that. You know, I deleted I, it. So <laughs> I better re-download it. I did not delete it. I still had it on there. Holding out hope. Nailed it. 65 blue comes through again. Nailed it. That's one of the it. oldest songs we have. Aaron, that was easily a top five list. That was a great Thank job. You guys. Thanks, for, thanks for indulging me. All right. If you may. If I may. I am trying to work out a joke where Michael Jordan is in driving an M1 Abrams in the Ukraine. And it's something about dunk tank, but I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> so if you guys got any notes on that, call the back line 802-277-BECK. 802-277-BECK. Automatic. Now, guys, I don't want to get back into the car thing, but... B-E-C-K did it better. Let me, let me tell you. It's automatic. This is the Wikipedia description. Automatic is how Prince describes the passion for his crush. The song gets gradually more desperate as highlighted in the fifth verse where he states he feels he's the only one good enough for the object of his infatuation. It also gradually gets increasingly sexual as Prince dives deeper into his feelings. I don't know why I read that. That's getting edited out, so... Sorry about You're that. You're talking over it the song, It does go route. pretty deep. It's nine and a half minutes long. It's right? nine and a half weeks. I'll tell you what, I, my wife rented a car in Hawaii. So my kids are just sending me videos of my wife driving. That's all they are. They're videos of them laughing at my wife driving because they don't think she can drive. And you know what I realized about the car she was driving? It was a stick shift. 
She was driving a yes. stick shift. And it was so, I saw it and I was like, this is so erotic. Seeing my wife drive a stick shift was hot as hell. I'm telling you guys. Matt, what do you think of this? So you've talked in a, week, a few weeks ago how you were kind of into like the 80s synth pop. But I, I spent I spent some time wondering. I don't know if Matt would love this album or hate it. I, I was curious what your thoughts were. Uh, to be completely honest, Uh-oh. I didn't even come close to listening to this album. Oh. <laughs> but no, but I like this album. You know, again, I think Prince has a more funky slash uh, poppy synth sound to him than kind of like that, you know, I think the complete opposite is where the shoegaze people went with just that just drawn out, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing sound basically. And so I think he's the antithesis of that. And so I like it. I like it a lot. I, you know, again, I think I have such a distaste for the song Purple Rain, you know, that that album will always have I I would put this album above that, but if I'm really thinking about it, I still think Purple Rain's probably better than this one. But I I like this album. Something in the water. This is the one I wanted to read. His lovers mistreat him and reject him. He feels like he's reasonably attractive and interesting, so the cruel treatment he receives receives does not compute. Must be something in the water because the women are not attracted to him. This was probably my least favorite song on the album. But there are parts where, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if we've talked a lot about Prince's vocals before. I feel like there's not as much, like, amazing Prince vocals on this one, Aaron. What do you think? Yeah, he doesn't really emote quite as much as on some of the other records we've heard. I like, it it, it does feel at times that he's trying to be more part of the music with his voice than have his voice be front and center. Although I will say this song has my favorite line. Some people tell me I have nice legs. Can't figure out why you make me beg. But um, yeah, I don't think he's really letting go with his voice on. I mean, free. I think he does. I think free sounds great. I think parts of international lover he does, but otherwise I think he's holding back and it's kind of in the mix more. Yeah. I love to think about Prince being like me at a middle school dance. Like what? Nobody wants to dance with me. This just doesn't compute. He's like depressed. It's like, yeah, right. That guy was getting crazy. I love this song. I fucking love this song. The piano or what What sticks out for you about it's the it? the piano. It's the fragility and the vulnerability of his voice. It's the message. Just everything. I love it. Plus, it reminds him of that book he wants. Yeah, that's free. <laughs> I think my thing with some of, the, with some of this album is that so many of of the songs here in the second half, I think are like spiritual predecessors to other songs of his that, that I think refined the concept. Like I think free led to purple rain. I think, you know, Matt's Matt's disagreements aside, I think purple rain takes free to another level. I think international lover sort of led into a door, which I think is more sincere. So I, I think he's still like figuring himself out. Do you mean international Ed Lubber? International oh. Ed Lubber. Mr. Lubber. Lubber. Imagine Mr. sitting next Lubber. to Dr. Dre on a plane. That guy was huge. <laughs> what a bummer. Talk about an all-time bad sit. Uh, listen, this guy loves to talk about cars. Lady cab driver. As according to Wikipedia, the song is about Prince having intercourse with a female cab driver. <laughs> I switched on this song so fast after I read that. Yeah. This is such a groove. This yes. is fantastic. Yes. There's some good fills on this one, too. Yeah, the bass is great on here. 
Have Collins, you guys ever had an Uber driver that you wanted to have sex with? I have never. Not once. <laughs> God, oh, no. Anybody? <laughs> no. All the critics love you in New York. This is such a deliciously weird song, right? Like, it just sometimes feels like he's just like, what, what sounds can I make this thing make now? Like, oh, it's kind of whistly, but it's kind of like strings. How long is this album? It's like 48 minutes. I have a story about that. This album is exactly as long as Takeoff to Touchdown from Oakland to Las Vegas. And I, we landed in Las Vegas as international, I landed in Las Vegas as International Lover was playing. It was a magical moment. Uh, and so then I went good. and hugged Rob. It's, it was so perfect. Well, for Prince on this song, it was time for a new direction. It was time for jazz to die. Uh-oh. But we on this song need a purple high. And the way I'm getting my purple high tonight is going to the book, Booze and Vinyl. Yeah, Purple High. And I think this was it. The Booze and Vinyl suggests this drink for Purple Rain. I don't think we ever discussed this drink on Purple Rain, so I'm drinking it tonight. Tonight I'm having an aviation. Have you guys ever had an aviation before? No, it looks nice. I think I have. It's got 76 in it, right? Or whatever that is. An aviation has gin, maraschino liqueur. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Cream creme de violet. (laughs) Maybe he has that. Yeah, right. Fresh lemon juice. No. <laughs> Simple syrup. <laughs> and a syrup. lemon twist. I don't think he has a lemon that twist, even. Seven up. I'm going to guess seven, cherry seven up. And he's like, oh, ah, no. this is pretty close. And gin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In, in weeks past, months past, I might not have had all these things. But now that I've gone to bartending school, I went and got everything I needed for oh, this. Oh, the whole thing? I had everything for the drink except the maraschino liqueur. I still went with just the cherry juice from the jar. But it's a it's fantastic drink. Enough. You guys got to check it out. My but, tie lesson um, not Rob, learned. Rob, you might actually be able to comment on this. They actually, because you went to uh, you went to Drag Brunch last weekend. They I actually did. recommend Prince's albums when you're going to a cross-dressing party. They say... Raid the closet of your best friend of the opposite sex, then kick off your inhibitions and have a hell of a lot of fun. I would love to wear women's underwear. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how great that would be? I look at women's underwear and I'm like, why can't guys' underwear be like that? It's silky. It's soft. It can. It can, Rob. I'll tell you what, the underwear my wife wears now is a lot like my underwear (laughs) that I showed you the other day. It's like that guy. It's like, like, are those boxers? I think she's wearing boxers. They're like, they're big. We can probably just delete. That. I gotta put an edit point in. <laughs> that was my fault. They're big. <laughs> They're big. <laughs> Listen, all, all I know is That's I had to escape said. the apartment the other day. I jumped out with them over my head, landed safely. I, I do have a question though. Now that I'm a professional bartender, so I have this bottle of Crim de Violet that I bought the first time I tried this drink, but any drink only calls for like a teaspoon of it. <laughs> I, so I have this huge bottle and I've had three drinks out of it in like a year and a half and it's still like 98% full. What do I do with it? I think just drink it. I just, yeah, just start drinking it on ice. Just start pouring a creme de violet on ice every night until it's gone. <sighs> All right. So classy and definitely not a sign of a problem. <laughs> Next up, uh, International Lover is one of the earliest examples of Prince performing a song for a lover who's the subject of the song. The, the song's lyrics are seductive. By the way, they have citations for this. And considered to be metaphorical with sex being compared to air travel and Prince serving as your captain. Serving, he'll drop down and apply more pressure. This guy loves vehicles and sex. It's one of his favorite things. And yet, 
no mentions of a train going through a tunnel. A huge miss by Prince on this album. I think we can all agree a train going through a tunnel would be the perfect way to end this album. Not getting a lot of reaction from my co-host. Well, I got like an hour and a half of sleep last night. Right? So. <laughs> I listen to you and listen to the song. I just think that I think what's I I think what's missing from this song is the sincerity that he eventually adopts in Adore. This is still like tongue in cheek, wink wink, kind of you know humorous, which is fine. I think that's fun too, but it, it it just it's hard to take it seriously. Well, I will say uh, I I don't know if you guys heard about this, but did you know that? Um, Will, uh, speaking of sex on planes, okay. I don't know if you guys heard this. Maybe you read this. Did you know that uh, Wilbur and Orville, right? And again, <laughs> say it again. Only Wilbur would be happy because it's like, hey, my name's totally normal. Wilbur's the only Wilbur who's like, I thank God I have this totally normal name. <laughs> Not like my brother. <laughs> Orville, a name so weird you only hear it twice and it's with planes and popcorns. What is it with Orville? You don't hear a lot about it, the other Orvilles out there. Orville's call in 802-277-BECK. Planes and popcorn. When's the sex part? Oh, yeah. We're talking about sex on planes. Orville had sex on their plane, on the right plane. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, 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 um, let me just find this song. (laughs) (laughs) He actually, he joined the 36 foot high club. (laughs) (laughs) When I got done, we called it Titty Hawk. Oh no! <laughs> Jesus God! Don't ruin that with another joke, Rob. You know you want to try one so bad. Don't do it. You're stronger than this. Okay, the show is going to end. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. just looked at the time. Listen, okay, we got we. This is a long episode. Okay, for Prince Frankly and so. me being clean, we very long. It. So did Prince. Is this album at one? 30. Guys, we're all the way up to 130. We broke off another tenor. Is our at 130? Okay. Is this album rolling well toned? That means it's perfect at 130. It is great. Now, if the album should be more like at the place where of Matt winning money, and of course he won $500 in Vegas, <laughs> this would be, if it should be at 500, we think that this got rolling. This is a rolling groan. It should be much lower on the list, which of course is a higher number, such as 500 bucks is higher than 130. So that would be a rolling groan. Or should this have been way higher? Okay. Should this have been the best Prince album on this list? And therefore this would be a rolling boned. It got rolling boned, rolling well-toned, rolling boned or rolling groan, 1982's 1999. Aaron, what do you think? I'm having a hard time with this one. You guys know I love Prince. I love almost all of his catalog. I love this album. It is, I mean, I said a couple weeks ago, everything's rolling grown until we hear Dookie. I I wonder if maybe this is too much Prince before we've heard from some other artists, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. I mean, important Green people. Green Day. Um, Pearl but Jam. all that said, Pearl Jam. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough for me, but I, I can't, I cannot Dr. give. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Dr. Teeth. I mean, all these people. I cannot give Prince a rolling groan just on principle. So I'm going to call it rolling well-toned. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I don't even think there's a real question here. There are, there are commercial hits all over this. There's super fun songs all over this. I would listen to this over and over again. The hell if you get through these first three songs on this, and this shouldn't be way higher in the list. So I'm going to say it's 
Rolling Boned. I think it should be way higher on the list. I personally enjoyed this one more than Sino the Pickup Lines. And I actually originally, I think going back, the Purple Rain was in my top five. And I started thinking, wait, do I like this more than Purple Rain? And despite Matt's feelings on the song Purple Rain, I couldn't put it above the Purple Rain album. But for me, I think this should be above the other, the last Prince album we did. I think it's Rolling Boned. It should be higher on the list. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? I had forgotten we'd even done Sign of the Times. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I forgot was just going to say, we probably should have. Uh, times is way up there, like top 50. 45. So I was just going to say, we had eight. We had Purple Rain at eight, and Sign of the Times, Sign O of the Times oh, the at 45. Times. And so this is the third Prince album we've had in the top 130 here. So I'm going to say it's rolling well-toned. I got to Russell's point. Um, the the first three songs are unbelievable. You know, those make the album for me. Uh, to Rosie's point, you know, I think it starts to drag a little bit. I think it's a little, you know, I start talking about computers and you have computer tones and stuff pinging. Um, you know, it starts to get a little hokey. But again, then it's Prince. And so then uh, you think about when this was made and, and how it was made. And I think uh, he was obviously extremely influential in what came after this. So I'm just going to say 130 Prince uh, rolling well-toned. All right. Unfortunately, all of you guys are incorrect. No. Okay. This album is a rolling home sweet home. As a Minnesotan, I have to say it is my duty. It is my honor. I have to tell you that any Prince album should be way higher. This should be all the way up to number one. This has jams. This has beats. You find me an album with three better songs that you want to listen to in a row. You cannot do it. You can't do it. Next. You won't. Next up is an album. And I want to remind you, I wrote this on a plane. This is an album about a rim shot. A rim shot. I got to think about this. Doug? No, it's... the dog from Doug? No, Rimshot. It's Dummy by Portishead. A little slow. And that's, that's actually really, that's clever. That's very clever. Thank you. I, I, I got to tip my cap. I, I don't even need to listen to this album, and now I already know that whatever it is has no business being anywhere near this Prince album, right? Naval salute on that one, Rob. Don't worry, nobody's going to listen to our Portis album anyway. <laughs> Beck did it better. Hey, Rob, I think, you know what the real worst part of going to the legal brothel is? What's that? Is going and asking for the Botox service. And then um, when she's down there doing her thing, saying, sorry, I didn't mean to fart at your feet. (laughs) It's time to say. Wow. I guess you got to be careful about your diet pre-brothel. At a legal brothel, of course. Wait, somebody. What you have. I hear something. Just wait. Sorry. Wait, who who is this? Who is this? Hey, it's me. It's Dr. Teeth. <laughs> oh, Dr. Teeth. I want a party. Dr. Teeth. I'm on a party, so I'm knocking at your door. <laughs> Don't bother, By the way, Dr. I am Teeth. here. I took a class this weekend, so if you want me to do some Botox, I can absolutely do that. <laughs> Again, if you want Rob to do impressions for you, $5 an hour, $5 an hour. Wait, no, that's so cheap. Rob, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rimshot was Ernest's dog. Ernest. 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 Yeah, Ernest. Vern. Stupid. <laughs> you could mean, mean you pulled Ernest's dog's name <laughs> on the podcast. One of the most unbelievable pulls. Not a mean Vern. 
Eee. <laughs> <laughs>